Personal, I keep it up front. Up front, keep it real with you. I keep it up front. I wanna sit back and relax with you. Take a break from your day, let me talk to you. It's up front and it's personal with Jeff. It's up front. What's up? What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Upfront Podcast. This is your host with the absolute most, Jeff. If you haven't already, please follow the Upfront Podcast on Instagram, Upfront Podcast, all together, all lowercase with the underscore at the end. Just some weekly inspiration to keep you motivated throughout the week. So make sure you follow that page to keep up with the latest episodes and all the funny and great inspirational posts. So, Let's get to the topic for today. So today, I'm going to talk be talking about young professionals in in the workplace. Um, I have another special guest. I have a seven time All American joining me. Look, I keep having these um, guests joining me, and they got more All American accolades than I got. I'm only a five time All American, but <laughs> sis right here is a seven seven time NCAA All American. Okay, Coach Bridget <laughs> Owens is joining me. <laughs> Hi, I'm really so happy to be on your podcast. I'm actually really glad that you're doing this and kind of bringing awareness to different things and different topics that we all think about and we probably don't say. Exactly, regarding this sport, because y'all like to share podcasts, but you don't like to share the, the good stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so young professionals in the workplace. So look, Bridget, let me start off first by saying, me personally, I never had a job before. Right, Okay. <laughs> They said, run track, get a scholarship, and that's what I did. (laughs) (laughs) Like, a job was never, ever in the, I I didn't know. I didn't know how to apply for a job. I didn't even know what a resume was when I graduated college. I'm like, what are y'all talking about? Like, what's going on? Exactly. For me. (laughs) Yeah, like, what? So, to start off, like, let's just start off just how awkward the transition is transitioning from being a high level NCAA student athlete to now clocking in every single day into a job (laughs) that you don't know what's going on. You don't know the history behind this job. You just, Mm -hmm. you're here for the check pretty much. That's how I started off here. I'm here for the paycheck. How awkward was it starting off? Like knowing like you're the youngest one here, probably the only black one. Like, wow. <laughs> I think that the you know when athletes come out of because I went straight from being an athlete to getting a job, um, just like randomly. There was no like transitional year or anything. So coming in, I think it's almost like you have something to prove because people are still looking at you like you're that athlete. And like I'm not that athlete. I'm trying to transition into being a coach. So being taken seriously by administrations all the way to the athletes. That's probably was the hardest, like, you know, awkward moment for me. Like, you know, just trying to, like, be serious. And they're watching videos from, like, you know, my running days and Instagram and stuff. So really having to buckle down 
make another account, be professional. And it just was really awkward, like that first part of just becoming a coach, like all around across the board. Exactly, because the coaches, they're so used to seeing us in uniforms and, you know, they got their eyes going on. They want to talk about what we did in our day. Look, that's over with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off that, you know. <laughs> I'm off that. I'm on. I'm on something. A new. A new chapter. So already, it's like you just feel out of place because a lot of coaches just are like OGs to us. They just, mm -hmm. you know, over the age of forty five, they just always seem like older. You know, right. a lot older. And um, so you never really seen a coach that's you know young and good at that producing, producing right. a, some good talent, and had the the backing as being an all-american athlete you don't really see that a lot because no shade but a lot of coaches are in the game and they weren't ncaa all-americans and that is no shade no shade no shade no shade <laughs> no shade at all but everybody ain't able right <laughs> and it, it's totally it's totally different um being coached by someone that was at that level and been there like how can you coach me to be at the highest level if you haven't been there before right and, and I hate to sound cocky and arrogant like that, but, you know, it, it, that's not what the student athletes, they want to know that their coach was at the highest level and performed at the, the highest level, yeah. you know, in order to trust them to get mm -hmm. there. To come at, but to go into the people who haven't been All-Americans defense, I think those are the coaches that study a lot about the sport because they wasn't that All-American, so they didn't have the luxury of just knowing how to do it because they did it before. They had to go and, like, read about it study about it and just kind of like look into stuff about it because they're like I didn't do I'm not on that level so I gotta work harder you know I do know some athletes that wasn't really that great um of you know of an athlete but they really study a lot I'm like dang you always studying you always in your bag when it comes to like studying this craft so I can respect it you know for sure for sure because I got I know a couple that are you know weren't all that is athletes, but they are some heck, heck of a lot of good coaches. But they definitely probably looked at what went wrong in their career <laughs> yeah, and got in their bag and was like, you know what, I'm going to make sure that you no know, student athletes go through what I, I went through. So I respect it 100%. Mm -hmm. 100. If you out here helping the kids, regardless in this sport, you got my vote. Like, I'm, I'm with you. I don't care if you were good or not. As long as you helping <laughs> these okay. kids get to the next level i do not care how good you were if you just just help them just help them because they need all the help they can get because some of the stuff i see going viral sometimes in track and i'm like <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> these angles aren't right yeah. this is not right this is <laughs> off but i'm gonna let y'all have i'm gonna let y'all have it but this is off <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah. So let's talk about the quick uh, mentorship of of the whole thing, and even just like young professionals, not even like coaching, just just professionals in general in the workplace. Um, finding a mentor. Now, me, I didn't really go out and find a mentor. I just went back to my OG, my coach, who coached me. <laughs> right. And let me through. But um, I did reach out to a couple of mentors, and it's just it's just awkward. It's just, it's awkward asking for someone to be be your mentor. It kind of just happens with the relationship as it progresses and goes on. It just kind of happens into a mentorship type thing. It's not really a verbal, can you be my mentor right. <laughs> you know, type thing. So it's, it's a little weird. So have you had a, any any mentors in the track and field um, world? Yeah, um, right now. So Coach Johnson is my mentor, Boogie. He mentors me. Um, the GOAT. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since. Um, 
ever since I stopped running track. I mean, he's been, even when I was running, he was still mentoring me because I was volunteering with him at CSUN. And then after that, he, you know, he, um, he talked about me getting a job and actually pursuing it on my own, like track and field. So he's been mentoring me ever since. But, you know, at the end of the day, people are busy. People got their lives. People got what they got going on. And no matter how much of a priority I may be, it's like everything can't be helped. And, you know, I have to kind of venture off to other people too sometimes, you know, just because, you know, in, in this area, I want to learn like relays and stuff like that. Like sometimes I have to reach out to Coach Anderson, you know, just certain, just different things. I have to use my resources. But as far as being like a mentor, like Coach Johnson is literally probably the only person in Lonnie Green that mentor me into, you know, opportunities or positions that I need to be in but it's a lot of people who have not taken on that leadership and probably who don't want to be and that's I think that's one of the issues that we kind of run into when it comes to mentorship like why not if you want more young people and you want more black women or you know people to be in the sport why not take them on and show leadership and mentor them into the opportunities that they can be in you know that you have the opportunity to be in facts because it's, it's definitely important important with being on a team with predominantly african-americans in this sport it's like you want that those african-americans on your staff you know male or female you mm -hmm. just want them on the staff because it, we can relate to them and we know how to connect connect with them for sure so it's definitely something that's that's needed more in this in, in this coaching coaching field for sure we need more especially more black men more mentors because i know you know men just be so standoffish sometimes it's like <laughs> listen I it's hard to approach them it's like look i feel that way about the women coaches i feel like we all know everybody's on it i mean it's, it's obvious there's not a lot of black women in this sport that are coaches mm -hmm. so if you are a black head coach female i think that it should be imperative for you to reach out or or answer when people reach out to you just to kind of like guide the way mentor and kind of show people how to get in that position you know to bring another woman up because at the end of the day there's not a lot of women and there's not a lot of women coaches but i really don't know a lot of women coaches i've i don't have any women mentor um mentorship so i think that that's one of the things that i think that we need to kind of bring to light you know more more women in this sport mentoring other women you know because there are some women there are women head coaches yeah you know? plenty of them and i plenty. heard nothing. <laughs> no, right plenty of them for sure <laughs> and it's like um and i even felt the two mentors that I have, um, I work closely with them. So it's like we, we work together. So we you had no choice but to kind of have it happen. But as far as to reaching out to another a male coach, I tried one time and it was in person. And he kind of looked at me like I was a ghost. Oh. And me, all I need is one. And it would never happen again. Oh, my goodness. He looked at me like I didn't. And wasn't even on, like, bro, you tried to recruit me 10 years ago. Don't do not do that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, don't even try to do that. So it's like that ruined it right there for me. I'm like, you know what? I'm good reaching out. I'm good with um, kissing ass. Like, I'm good on all that. Like, if I got to do all that to get a job, I don't want it. So talk about that a little bit. So you, So what is your thoughts of how did you perceive him? looking at the ghost like he didn't want to do it or what do you think like you think he was too busy or you think that he was just like uh you co you know like what do you think it was 
I don't even know. I don't even know if he was having a bad day <laughs> or what. But you know, I, I I landed it very very softly. Complimented him, saying how I've been following his work with it. Um, even mentioned some student athletes that he worked with and everything. And he just looked at me like I was a ghost. I mean, he was real, like very hesitant on whether he wanted to exchange numbers. And I'm like, you know what? I'm good. We ain't got to do all that. Mm-hmm. It's never going to happen again. I actually felt more comfortable reaching out to a woman. Wow. to be um a mentor which uh we are working working very well with we we talk maybe once a month and but i felt more comfortable with the op- opposite sex <laughs> to be wow. a mentor of mine than it would my own you know wow yeah because you know, i think when when you say mentor you know like what is that consist of like that is a very personal and close relationship thing to do you know so i think when people think about mentoring i think that they think like this has to be someone who one i believe in one that i can trust because now i have to give you you know my work you know help you with like my workouts my thoughts you know that's gonna have to be somebody that you can trust so i think when people say mentorship people are like well we gotta be close for me to mentor you like I have to be able to trust you and things like that so I think like if I were to ask somebody like Ransom they probably look at me crazy like "Mm, like we don't know each other like that for me to you know I and then I'm not saying that it should be like that but I'm saying like I think that that's like the mindset of the person who's mentoring like you know Mm -hmm. yeah I think that that probably was how how it came off too but it wasn't like it wasn't weird or anything like that because we had coaching similarities. We, we coached the same events. You know what I mean? Right. So it wasn't like no, it, it wasn't a reason for you to just be really awkward and weird like that. Mm-hmm. It, it was no reason like in the hood side of me just wanted to go ahead and swing and fight. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? <laughs> There's a reason <laughs> that, that this happened. So I said, let me go ahead and move on and, and just go ahead and move on to someone else and, and ask them to be a mentor. And then even the woman I asked, we didn't even have a strong relationship like that. We've known each other in passing. We've seen each other was on a hey and bye type basis, you know? Yep. And asked her and she was open arms, was down to do it. We weren't even close. We didn't even establish like a close, intimate relationship like that. It's just strictly professional mm-hmm. see and it's the complete opposite for me so well I guess we're going through the same thing you saying that it's easier for you to reach out to a woman for her to mentor you and it's easier for me to reach out to a man to re- uh, mentor me just because you know a lot of women like I said like they I haven't really been able to I haven't even felt comfortable to be honest to reach out and ask for mentorship on that end I mean it's so it's not that many women, but I do know a lot of women that are really good at their job, and I don't feel the, I don't feel the welcoming to kind of like you know, be yeah, to like oh can you you know mentor me? I respect and love their work, but I don't feel the welcoming to actually be a part of you know what they have going on. Yeah, and I don't want to call it like a a crabs in a bucket mentality because it's not that, but it it is a sense of. I don't want you to get ahead of me type thing. It is that type of pressure. Sometimes mm-hmm. that I do feel like, and it's not even that, like I just, it's not even, I just want to know the ropes, like how to navigate through the, the, the rim of the NCAA, like mm-hmm. what got you to where you are now? Like, you know, the job switching, the applying for jobs, the interview process, mm-hmm. the, the putting in word for you. You know what I mean? Just right, because- type of mentor type stuff. Yes, because at some point, these people who we want to mentor us are going to become, you know, older and they're going to retire. And who is going to take on your legacy? Like, you have to have someone that you trust enough to pass down 
your success to so that they can continue the legacy. Who is that person? If you don't have that, if you don't have that person in mind as a mentor and, and you're, and you almost on the verge of retiring, something is not, for me, it's just not clicking. Like that's not. Yeah. Why did you bring anyone else under your wing? Right. Right. Because I would love someone, like if someone asked me and they were honest, a fan of my work, and wanted to be under my wing and want to know how, you know, I navigate through this whole, whole coaching career. I would love that. Cause when that's a compliment, like what you, I'm honored that you even feel like that about me. So, you know, damn right. Like let's get this thing rolling. Like what you need to know, what you want to know, because honestly you're here to help these kids at the end of the day. Ain't no competition between me and you. You're here to help the students. The kids is is what it's important. But you know what I think? I think that sometimes um, the mentors, they have a certain loyalty to that person that they're mentoring. And they don't want to go and outside of that and do like multiple people, you know what I'm saying, who they're mentoring. Because one, they probably don't have time. But two, it's just kind of like, well, I'm mentoring this person and this is the person who I see can be the greatest coach of all time. So I'm not going to go outside of that and continue to work. And I'm just like, I mean, I respect that, you know, at the end of the day, but I can learn something from everybody, you know, from everybody, you know, it's for when it comes to sprints, I can learn something different from someone else when it comes to hurdle, you know, clearly the hurdle mechanic, but it's just like different other subjects, you know, and not saying that that one mentor is not smart and everything, but like you can learn something from everybody. Exactly. Like one person doesn't know every single thing. Like, right. you know, you're going to need multiple sources to, to okay. get things from. Like it really does takes a, a it takes a village. It does. It takes a it, village for sure. Mm. Well said. Yeah, like, but really, I had to start off, you know, I started off in the trenches at the high school level. So mm-hmm. a lot of the coaches at the collegiate level already saw me anyway from being at the New Balance Championships because they recruited all the girls that I was coaching. Right. So I already they already kind of knew what I could do before I even got to college. But when I got there, it was just even more, like, awkward. Like, you'll have a, some coaches that will reach out and speak, but the rest of them oh it's straight cold shoulder we here we here to get busy you know me ain't about to reach out and and speak to you either so you get you want to grit we gonna grit too so okay i always feel that sense of awkwardness every time i'm at a track meet i don't for some reason i feel i have this feeling like i don't belong or something i'm like what like what is it like i I don't know and maybe because i'm a woman in sport i don't know or make Wow. Yeah, out of place, out of place, because I definitely feel that too. <laughs> what does that mean? Because I'm like, I'm clearly not out of place of what I'm doing. This is what I love to do. And I, you know, I'm doing my job, but just everybody else around, I just feel like, dang, I don't know. I mean, is this is just how people act in this industry? Like, you know? Yeah, and then I hate when the officials confuse me as a student athlete. Right. You don't know how many times I had to tell an official, like, I'm a coach. Like, I'm not, I'm no, I'm not competing. I'm, or yeah, I'm the I'll, coach. <laughs> that is my oh my goodness I deal with that so much that it's not even a pet peeve to me anymore but people always like you know like not know that I'm the coach and stuff like that they and then they say like they always say like you don't look like the coach but once I see your demeanor and I hear you speak then I know like oh she's the coach and I didn't even know that and I'm like okay so okay yes I look young we get it <laughs> right like i get it i'm not supposed to I'm, look like i'm not supposed to be here but i am so okay <laughs> you know it, it's just it's just too too awkward especially with the the coaching colleagues too because i think with my first co- coaching group 
not outside of the collegiately. I was the youngest coach on the staff and mm-hmm. we had two African-American coaches, but I was the youngest on the staff. Yeah. But it was like, the age gap was so, it was just awkward. You know what I'm saying? Then they tried to invite me to the barbecues and I'm like, Lord, now I got to go and be all fake. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. No, dang, damn well, we ain't got nothing in common. Like I got to go to all these functions being okay. so just uh, professional. But more and more, the more and more I open up, like I really just can't be fake. So the more and more mm-hmm. they get to know me, like I'm going to get more real and real as the weeks go by. So more and more, they they got to figure and learn learn me. Like, all right, Jeff is Jeff. He's funny. He's gonna make you laugh. He's gonna keep it real with you and let you know. Like, he's gonna keep it real and let you know what's going on. So, right. uh, more and more as we got to know each other, we got got there. But I, um, uh, the first, it was awkward. It was awkward. It's, I felt my first year of of coaching. Every time I went to a track meet, I felt so awkward. I felt so out of place. I didn't feel welcoming at all into the conference. Like, not a lot of people talk to me and stuff like that. And mo- I'm like, do they just not know who I am? Like, is this a new face? And they just, or are they just really competitive? Like, really, what is it? You know? Yeah. And now, you know, I, I speak to people, but it's still not really, like, no, like, I got relations, you know, friendships with people in the conference. I speak to a few people um, who I'm cool with, some of the coaches that are in conference. But I don't know. Sometimes I do feel out of place. and Because I'm a very, like... On the exterior, on the exterior things, you may think like, okay, like maybe she's just being serious, or maybe she's coaching, maybe she's busy. But like, once you get to start talking to me, like, then you're gonna be like, oh, okay, she's cool. Like, never knew how she cool she was, but you probably don't know if you ain't speaking. So, yeah, and I definitely <laughs> got that that RBF, like, got offish, don't even approach me type thing. But once you talk to me, we cool. Like, we get we can vibe and all that. But I just come off very standoffish. And may, most of that's because the other coaches look at standoffish. So I'm going to look standoffish too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be the battle of who don't want to speak. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's how it is. But it is very, very awkward. I'm trying now to, mm-hmm. you know, break out of that shell and reach out to coaches more and just kind of um, just put that idiot in the back that okay. <laughs> looked at me like I was crazy that one time. Just put him in the back of my mind and, and keep it moving because, you know, one one person don't ruin ruin <laughs> everyone's view. That's what I was going to say. I mean, regardless of, like, you know, when you first ask for mentorship, I say still keep asking, still keep reaching out to these people. And that doesn't even have to necessarily be your mentor. But if you can just take a little piece of something, just sit in the room with these people and just let them spit knowledge to you, you can take something from each conversation or just ask them, oh, let me pick your brain on this, you know. They'll talk to you, you know, just stuff, whatever. You don't have to mentor me every day, but if I'm reaching out, once a month and I just need a few tips that's good enough as well like you know just be willing to give knowledge and help us help the the students you know that facts Facts. because I'm I'm one of my mentors at ECU coach Cheek he was actually really really good because he just he's seriously just here for the sport he wants to see everybody do well like no ill intent just really got a good heart like he just wants to see everybody do good in this Mm -hmm. sport like it's no no background motive, like none of that. Just really there as a, just want a companionship and just want a, a really good mentorship type bond. Right. But you don't find a lot of that at all. You don't mm-hmm. get a lot of honest people like that, you know? That's very true. I could definitely believe that. Shoot, you don't. And we right. need them type of people, man. Exactly. We're all trying to be famous for it. And it really is not even about us. This is just our passion and something that we do. This is more so about the athletes. So we all should definitely help each other. Go to those conventions, work in those groups, 
talk to each other, get each other number when we go to these conventions so that we can pick each other brain, you know, because we don't know everything, you know. And I'm exactly because I look went to the convention and was looking stupid the last time I went. That's why I did not go again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. See, and you don't want to be turned off like that. Like you want to be able to want to go, you know what I'm saying, to the meet and just like talk to people. I at the convention, I didn't know really, I mean, I knew people, but Maybe it's just me. I'm quiet sometimes when I'm in a big when I'm in a big space. But I really wasn't really talking to a lot of people like that either. I mean, most, the, the older you know, people who are like already established. But I want to connect with the younger group too because at the end of the day, we're gonna be the ones in this sport long time. You know, after everybody retire. Yeah, I don't know no. a lot of coaches under the age of thirty. Five. Exactly. Like, you know, us two, um, you know, Coop, Coach Coop at Stanford. It's, a, it's not a lot of us at all. But, you know, we do need that, that companionship because our elders and our OGs, they got that companionship within their, their generation. They all talk to each other. They all pick each other's brains. It's like, we need to start doing that, too, you know? Right, and we got nothing. That's probably why we're all on different pages, too, when it comes to, like... Oh, my goodness. Who's doing what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, but I do have... I'm I'm so grateful for college. I've made so many different connections and so many new like met so many different people. Like, you know, and I still talk to them and some of the coaches now I could talk to them and pick their brain. I've been knowing them for this long, so it's no awkwardness. You know, right. it's very comfortable. Like I talked to Tevin from Pittsburgh, you know, just talking to them because I'm I'm familiar and we're cool and I can, you know, feel, I can, I'm comfortable with saying like, I do not know this and I need this. I need help, you know, just stuff like that. So I, there, I can appreciate some of the, um, the younger group, um, who, who I've known for a long time. Yeah. Cause I definitely know a couple in college that I ran with that are getting into the coaching game too, which I definitely reach out to and just keep that. Hopefully this podcast will help and start that it would start some type of group chat or something you know for the young coaches in the game especially under 35 it's that was in college with us for sure like we definitely we definitely need that mm -hmm. to help us bond bond more and just help each other through this process and climbing through these different ladders and with these different job changes and things like that because we aren't in positions right now where we're going to be forever you know we're, we're climbing up the ladder just like they did yep so we're working working our way on up like, right <laughs> Right. I mean, and I, we got, we, we got, they pay their dues when they were at smaller schools and then majors and really grinding and working and making opportunities and resources out of nothing. So we're doing the same thing right now. So I'm just like, come on, like, show us some love, you know. During, and during the same thing, during an inflation, during high oh rent goodness. prices, let me just mention all the things because, you know, when they was coaching in the 90s and the early 2000s, rent was $20. Okay. But now... <laughs> Everything is so expensive and these low coaching budgets that they try to shell out these little bit of coins and, and pay us with, we're really doing it for the love of this sport. Like, it's not for the money. You got to have a passion or you ain't going to make it. Yeah, like, it's, it's not for the money because there's no money <laughs> in this sport. This ain't for you, okay? I was working two jobs, my first college job. I had to get another job because it wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. and that's sad that's really sad you know you're doing coaching a full time it's taking up all your all your time mm -hmm. so it's like how do I have extra time to really get another job 
listen. It's nuts. Wicked. That's all I got to say. It's, just, okay. it's really not for the money, but I'm glad, you know, we're paying them dues right now and, and getting it out of the way because this inflation is really is in the way <laughs> with this little bit of peanuts that, you know, they're out there paying, paying a lot of these coaches. Uh, all right. Now, moving on now to the let's get into the social media okay. thing of it, because this is something that, you know me, I got different views on social media. I don't really think I feel like social media is just your your space, your personal space to have your fun outside of your workplace. To me. What I post, what I do has no nothing, no effect of what I do on the track. Right. No, Especially right. after our previous president, how he acted the fool on Twitter. It's like, y'all shouldn't tell me nothing about professionalism on social media now. Okay. Because at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. I'm out here coaching. Like, this has nothing to do. Y'all know I ain't going to be posting nothing too crazy on my social media. But, you know, I'm still going to post some funny things. I'm not going to be so uppity and uptight on social media that it's, I'm like a robot, you know? Yes. Uh, yeah. See, I have two different pages, so I, I don't know. I think I have a different perspective because I have two different pages. One is my work page. One is my personal page. Now, I will say that it can be very hard to separate those, you know, and be able to. But I, my athletes do not follow me on my personal page. No administrator. No, like I don't. I really separate them too. Like, here's my person. Here's my coaching page, and this is all you get. This is and, oh, like let me have something to myself, which is my personal page that I've been having since I was like in college. Let me have that. That's for me. I, I'm not gonna do something crazy on it, but like you know, if I want to show how my weekend went, you know, thing because I'm I try to be very professional when it comes to my job. I'm not right, things you know. So I'm this. I'm like this is my work page. And that's why on my personal page I have professionalism, and I at my I at my coaching page. That yeah. you go that's the one mistake. <laughs> that's the that's the one mistake I did not make starting out in the game. I did not um, make a coaching page, and I and I should have did that early in the game. I don't know why the hell I did not do that. But the problem was I was getting so much attention from my personal page because my personal page is mostly track athletes anyway. Okay. So I was getting so much attention that the personal page and all my track footage on that page just kind of turned into the coaching page. And them jokers jumped on it. When I tell you these student athletes don't care, I've had student athletes from different schools that I don't even ain't even had a conversation with add me on social media. Okay. Now, I don't know how bold. I've never been that bold in my life because my social media when I was in college was rated triple X. so won't nobody from nobody's coaching staff on my social media that ain't happening right but i i just don't get how bold they are like you really want to be friends with your coach on social media like do you know how weird that is what i was like no i don't want my coach following me on social media what nah it's blocked oh yeah my athletes don't even try it we're not that is absolutely not yeah, they got me on mine, so that's why everything is in that green circle and that close <laughs> friends. <laughs> you won't catch it slipping. Hello, I don't care friends. how lit I am, I will not forget to click that green circle. <laughs> oh, goodness, yes, that is so not forget ever. Yeah, I definitely as soon as I got my first job, I made me an Instagram, you know, because at the end of the day, we need these platforms to recruit. And et cetera. So I'm like, I'm going to need it, but I don't want to blend those things together. Like, I just don't want to do that. Cause I'm like, and then I want, you know, I don't know. I, I tell people, I'm like, follow my coaching page. 
Because that's just the platform. I want to keep it on that professional level. I don't want to go anything outside of that. Exactly. I had to accept, like, the student athletes I click with like that. Like, if we click and key, key, key like that in practice, okay, okay, okay. Just come on my page. It don't really matter because you ain't going to see nothing anyway. Right. <laughs> so you're fine. You're fine over, over here on this page because I'm going to post, you know, it's a mix of things anyway. It's not just all about me and what I do. It's, it's track stuff and other things too. So it's like, all right, you, you're fine over here. But the social media thing, I don't, this this new generation, they are very weird because I did not want to be friends with my coach on social media. I didn't even want my coach to know I had a Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, none of that. I blocked Virginia Tech. I blocked them. Everything <laughs> in college. It's a Compliance, sack, everybody blocked. Yeah, it's a different time right now. Like this generation is built off of social media and you know, they I mean they they even can have sponsors now and all these mm -hmm. everything. They work off social media. This is what they do. Like this is how they get their publicity. This is how they followers get you money. Like yeah. this is a different day and age. Everything is social media. So I I expect them to be like, oh, what's your social media? Okay, I got it. I got it for you. It's Coach Owens W. Mitch. <laughs> right, because you would not get on my personal page. Go you ahead. would not be on the personal <laughs> I know they're going to want that Instagram. Even the parents be like, okay, so, you know, because, you know, this is how, like, some of the coaches and stuff, that's how I get in contact with them because they're posting videos about their athlete on social media. So I'm like, okay, I got to write these people. I got to go on my professional page because. And not saying that my other page is unprofessional, but it's just like it ain't nothing about track, you know. Yeah, like my page is it is unprofessional. It's just me looking cute. Right. <laughs> it ain't me and no track. Put no so clothes. Like, I'm looking fine over here, so <laughs> I know you want to see this. So it's just like yeah, we got. I just had to have two different pages just to be able to do my job the right way. So uh huh. And with the social media thing too, I think our generation and, and coaching definitely we can help. Um, you know, help the programs be more lit, too, because we are that bridging gap between, you know, the, the generation that don't like social media and the generation that loves social media. We're the, the generation that started social media with MySpace. So, yeah. you know, we're kind of we ushered in the whole social media and what it is today. So we can really, you know, help and engage and connect with the student athletes on platforms like Instagram, TikTok. And and Twitter, like the older our elder coaches, they really can't do that because they don't really know about you know they don't really know the ins and out how to really work and that's social they media. They, that's why they hire us. They want they want that freshness and they want that relatable person who can relate to these athletes. When it because at the end of the day, you got to be relatable. Like you have to be relatable to the recruits. Like if you on social media, if you know how to make a TikTok, these athletes are going to be impressed. Like, you know, they're going to be like, okay, okay, she don't, she don't, she don't make TikTok, you know? Like, I do that with my recruits and TikToks or whatever because I'm like, at the end of the day, you want to be relatable. And mm -hmm. I want to, you know, and that's what they hiring you for because they like, I can't do it. I am too old to be hopping around on TikTok. So I'm going to hire you because you're young and you could be on TikTok. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, you, you can do this. You know how to do it. And I don't mind doing all that stuff for sure because it's, it's all fun, fun stuff for sure because that's how my coach got me. My coach freestyled off a beat on the college division. I was like, oh, I'm coming here. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, he cool. I'm coming here. You know, you got to be relatable. You got to be relatable. I'm, I, every recruit I talk with on the phone, we having like 
an hour to 40, 45 minutes to an hour conversation on the phone talking about everything. We talking about stuff on the shade room, you know, things that's going on in pop culture. It's just other things other than track and field that we're able to connect with and just talk to them. And it, and it's, it comes off like an older brother, older sister type thing who was an all-American track and field athlete and now they're coaching and you want to just follow in their footsteps and be great like they were. Instead of coming off like a, you know, 50, 45 to 50-year-old coach, it comes more off like a, being a parent. Mm-hmm. versus I, like an older mentor oh I think that's something maybe that I struggle in but I try so hard to be professional that I'm just I sometimes I don't know maybe I'm not coming off as cool enough you know mm-hmm. and um so I probably need to work on that a little bit but I mean I think my athletes do think that I'm cool but like I don't really cross boundaries and stuff like I don't even want them to even think that we cool enough like you know I'm like uh no we ain't that cool yeah, because it's that fine, <laughs> that fine line. Because I, I, I catch myself a lot because, like, I'm, they know me. I'm cool as I don't know what. But I'm like, cool, but not that cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's still, like, a fine line. Like, still don't try me because then I'm going to have to show you. <laughs> I'm going to have to show you that dog that's inside of me. So it's still, like, yeah, we can play in Kiki Ki and all that. But get this work done. Okay. Like, get, get that done. But they know, like, really not to play with me because I kind of let that be known at the beginning like yes I play and joke a lot but you don't want to see the opposite side of that because if I'm playing joking if, if, if that is if that side of me is that extreme you don't want to see the mean side right right it's gonna be double extreme so it's like don't ever get me to that point yeah. and they usually don't they don't try me anyway I'm usually so easy to work with I'm like look don't get on my nerves and we're gonna have a grand <laughs> time <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah I, don't, I don't think that i've no i haven't had an athlete that have taken me there ever before i don't think no like well, I, don't, I don't even no nah, they don't take me there at all i just be like look don't get on my nerves and we're gonna have a swell time and it's happened <laughs> <laughs> don't try me and we're gonna have a really good time so it, it just works out so good like that and we have such a great great relationship is it comes times where we just talk about we don't even talk about track sometimes it just come in stressed out and i'm like well what's going on sometimes it's like boyfriend problems or just school stuff we just come in and talk for 15 minutes about what's going on in life and then like all right well you ready to get this workout done <laughs> you know you ready to get it, you have get to it. that sometimes too like when you first come in if i see everybody looks overwhelmed that's something like okay hold on we have to have a conversation let's talk first before we even think about going into a workout just kind of like all right we, we've done that we did that a few weeks ago like let's just have a talk <laughs> you know yeah, like let's let's debrief but I, I i love it you know we they connect connect with us um very very well we're kind of like that that bridging gap between um our ogs and the student athletes we're that 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 pipeline like oh we can really connect with them like whatever you're trying to do let us be the connecting factor you know what i mean like let us do the work you just tell us what you want and we'll we'll direct it and do it do exactly what you need to do Okay. We'll translate it. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to say. We'll we'll translate exactly what you want because we just have many. Um, we have great ideas. We have innovative ways. Our generation to to see things and simplify things in this sport of track and field, and we see things differently than our elders, and we see things differently than than people people um younger than us. We just see things in our our own way. Our generation. And I think we're going to change a lot of things in this in this sport of track and field when when we put things that we've learned from our elders and then add our twist onto it and add what we learn know and learned. Oh, we are going to change the game. Oh. I cannot wait to see it. I can't wait either until like we are 
you know, a little bit older and we have really matured in this sport and gotten a really great opportunity and just kind of like laughing back on like, you know, the things that we were talking about, like we finally made it like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's, it's a blessing because a lot of um, coaches don't start their college career in their twenties. Like we did. Right. Well, I ain't 20 no more. Well, ain't right. in my twenties no more. I'm 30. <laughs> but <laughs> I started at 27. Right. So, you know, a lot of coaches didn't really, only the GOATs started that early in the game. And so for us to start that young, it's kind of like, all right, okay, we're on that GOAT status. So we're kind of heading in that direction. So it's going to be great for sure to, to see this like pan out over the next couple of years, because we definitely, who would have thought that me, <laughs> me and you, oh, like it's college. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nobody would have even thought. Well, I don't know, but yeah, just by the way, yeah, no. <laughs> I never, ever, I, I did not see this in a thousand years because I was like, ain't no way. Because I said in college, I was like, ain't no way I could be no coach. I said, I'm going to cut somebody out. Like, it's, just, it's not happening. Like, I will not be a coach. And look where we are 10 years later. Okay, completely 180, completely matured and just kind of just, just really found our passion. I love it. I love everything about it all in it like i'm definitely in it like i'm so glad i found found this this thing because you know i was kind of a little salty after the track and field career i'm like all right now i did want to did it i wanted it to end a little differently but um you know being a coach is still like you're not removed from the sport at all like you're still here every day like we're not clocking into some other type of job and in our not our mind is not on you know missing the sport like we're we're living through the sport every single day so it's like we don't even get to miss it really because we're here we're in it in it and that is one of the number one things why i was like this is really for me because i did not really want to leave the sport i just was tired of taking my body through elements and not really getting results you know so as like when I became like professional and stuff like that, but I'm like, you know what? I can instill all of this into my athletes and make them great. Like, you know, I'm like, let me, I want it. That's what I'm going to do. Like, you know, yeah. and, and that's how I just keep going every day. Yeah. 100%. That's why I, I started because I never had a jump coach before because the real, the real T is, I wanted to be coached by your coach. <laughs> uh, not the team. <laughs> yeah, no, because I was transferring from Oklahoma. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to the ACC regardless because I, I need to stay power five. And I'm damn sure I ain't going to the SEC. <laughs> so I'm like, because they play too much. So I'm not going to the SEC. So I need to go somewhere that's easy and easy, but not too easy. You know what I mean? And the ACC was like on the brink of kind of turning up a little bit. So I was like, let me go to the ACC then. But he didn't have enough money for me at Clemson because, you know, I was trying to be another Clemson hurdler. You know, I, that would have been all me up in there. <laughs> but um, it wasn't enough money. So I was like, you know, I got to go where, where the bills is getting paid 100% and they're going to let me jump and hurdle. But that's another a huge reason why I decided to be a coach because I never had a jump coach before. I'm jumping 26 feet, finishing fourth in the country, winning the, the East region, winning ACCs. Wow. And never had a jump coach. Every coach that I had was a sprint coach. Wow. So I was like, you know what? When I finished at USA Championships, the, the trials, I think, to um, 2013. What the hell was that? Was it the trials for Doha? I think 13 in, in or 13. Moscow. Oh, the uh, that was Worlds. Yeah, Worlds for Moscow or something like that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, mm -hmm. well, when I finished at trials at 13, I finished like ninth or some shit. And I was like, damn, I ain't in the finals. I'm like, yo, your track and field career is over. Like, this is a
not going to get a sponsor. You're not going to get no type of apparel deal. You're not getting none of that. Like, it's, it's over. Like, right. what are you going to do? And I was like, you know what? I'm about to go back to my high school and coach because I really feel like I didn't live up to my full potential as an athlete. So I'm going to make sure, like, every student athlete I encountered never has to feel this way that I, I felt mm-hmm. ended my career like that. So mm-hmm. that's why we're here. <laughs> yep. Same, I feel that same way. Like, you know, like just I want my athletes to reach their full potential and really be able to trust in somebody because I think I had trust issues when I was in college. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, because they'll, they'll tell you one thing and do another. I had trust issues too with my, with my coach. I'm like, you sure we need to be doing that? Right. <laughs> uh, see, I would never. See, I, I think about that sometimes. I'm like, I can't believe that I was even like questioning my coach, you know? Like when I was in college, I can't believe I even ever thought about questioning my coach. Like, uh uh-uh, uh, we doing this? That's too much. I would never even allow my athletes to even you know, say that to me so like for me to be to oh my goodness I'm just like yeah but they trust in me and I think that that's a beautiful thing like it makes me happy that they really believe in me and they think that I'm a great coach so that right there alone just like okay keep me going every day facts 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 especially when they see the results and they see their times dropping you like it's no better feeling in the world because okay nervous as hell when they're on the line like my heart beat Something I'm like I'm finna run. I'm running. <laughs> I'm like Jeff, chill out. You are not on the line. Like I cannot stay still. Like so, when they compete, I go off somewhere. Like I can't be around everybody because I, I'm nervous. Like I'm, I'm I want to see what they do. <laughs> I go somewhere ducked off, especially if I know they can run fast. Like I really, I'm really ducked off and and away from everybody because my nerves just be all over the place. Like back in high school when we were winning the New Balance national titles in the shuttle hurdle relays. When you see me, I'm on the other side of the track during those races alone because my nerves are tore up. <laughs> oh, same, same. My nerves be, oh, I, my nerves, oh, my goodness. My nerves be going, getting the best of me sometimes. I have to stand by myself, too. and Because I, I try not to show that much emotion, too, at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I'm just over like, oh, Lord, please. I'm praying, like, <laughs> praying for them, praying for me, praying for us, like, everything. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> like, I... I love it. It's a great, great change for sure. Being in this young, young professional world. I definitely learned learned a lot for you in this podcast. I'm gonna keep reaching out because you know I wanted to be you know I wanted to shut it down okay. after that coach tried to play me like that. I was like, you know what? Y'all ain't gotta worry about it no more. I went I was joking as athletes and everything. Okay. <laughs> yes, I feel like you should definitely keep doing stuff like this. Like this is eye opening for people and really, you know, just talking about stuff, you know. Off the record, the stuff that we always wanted to talk about is stuff that we just, that we all are interested in. And it just needs to be topic of such like start the conversation. Right. Because I love, love track of it. I'm going to talk about this every, every time, every chance I, I got back on the Gabby Mayo episode so that was great they definitely want to hear track and field so I'm like y'all definitely want to hear it and I'm down Bridget we can get up and do some more podcasts on you know NCAA previews coming up the SEC championships conference we can get it going like I'm I need someone to join me anyway (laughs) (laughs) oh I'm down I'm down I'm down on the talk so we're gonna just go ahead and announce it right now on the upfront podcast so we just doing track talks as well (laughs) (laughs) yeah like we we bringing them up because it's finna get spicy baby tonia marshall what oh my goodness what 
Are we talking about it right now? <laughs> what? Okay. I seen it. I knew it was going to come. I knew it. I knew it was coming because I was like, this girl, like, she's just too good. Like, the technique is just too, it's too tight. Like, it's too tight. And I already knew. I said, when she Coach get Johnson. in the right hands, it's lights out. You know Coach Johnson culture, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I said it's lights out. That's why I said I already knew it's a it's a wrap. Like, shut it down. Cancel Christmas on it. Okay. She was already great. But her, once her, the mechanic touch it. Right, I'm like, what? It's gonna go down. I cannot wait to see it because Jasmine Camacho Quinn is running the spikes off everybody in the open, the open races and the hundred and the two. I believe seeing that, I was just like, wow. Like, what is she running? Twenty two low, low. <laughs> like, what's up? <laughs> like, okay, what event are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> like, where? This- it's gonna be a dog. It's gonna be a dog fight. I don't even want to step on the line with them. And knowing it's on USA soil, so it's like you on the same soil that <laughs> Camacho Quinn and Tony are gonna sleep on, <laughs> and Kenny. Man, that's definitely gonna have to be a conversation that we're gonna have to talk about. Like once these races start rolling around, and yeah, like it's going down. I'm definitely gonna share this and keep it going because they they love the Track and Field podcast. So we gonna keep this going for sure. Love it. Um, to all the young professionals out there, even if even if you're in the track and field in the track and field world with us, definitely reach out to us. Oh, we y'all knew y'all know our social medias. Like we want to start a group and start a a, a cohesive group of young coaches because mm-hmm. you know we up next. Okay. <laughs> so the, the the baton is about to get passed to us. About so we got to make sure we we do it right and make sure we do everything that our OGs taught us. We want to make them proud. So we got to make sure the OGs that we we do we do their justice. You know, we're very goal oriented. Like we're gonna go go in and, and handle the task. And we're gonna simplify things and make sure we get exactly need done what we need to get done. So I'm down. I'm down with all the young coaches. If you are a young adult, young professional in the in the world, hey. Established on relationships with Beth, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> These jobs will really have you at lunch with a, a 56 year old. Like, you know what, Beth, you ain't too bad, girl. Like, I'm, I'm cool with you. <laughs> <laughs> I could get down with you, Beth. Like, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Listen, yes, keep doing this, man. This is amazing. Um, I, I had a ball. I had a ball talking about this. I just wanted someone to talk about this with. Because I'm like, yo, it's so awkward in this world. Like, I know I'm not the only one. And I'm like, yo, Bridget has to go through this. Like, she has <laughs> to go through this, especially in the track and field world. Because I'm like, it's so awkward being a young coach. Like, past awkward. Uh, you know, and it's so crazy. Well, one of the coaches that's in my conference, like, barely, like, spoke to me. And so, like, hey, whatever. And then one day he texted me. He was like, he was like, wait a minute are you he started like naming all of like the things that I've done in college and stuff like I did not know that you were that good like you know like why don't you like you usually walk around like a regular person like you just like not saying nothing and I'm like what am I supposed to say like go around and just tell everybody what I did in college like (laughs) like, I'm not about to sit there and boast on something that was 10 years ago (laughs) (laughs) okay that's what I'm saying but he basically I mean that kind of made me like okay let me just at least start talking to people like I because you know because I'm very quiet when it comes to like people that I don't know so I'm like, maybe they'd be a little bit more open you know (laughs) like if I don't know you like that I'm not gonna you're not going to get the full me. <laughs> exactly. You know? and, and my mentor told that to me. He was like, you don't 
you don't um really brag on the fact that you're an NCAA All-American enough being a coach. Like that's very, very powerful yeah. being a coach in this oh. sport. And I didn't notice, I didn't care. Cause it was just like, okay, whatever. It's y'all knew I was with the national, so y'all knew I wasn't gonna come home and not be an all-American. So <laughs> of course I won't go there and be an all-American. So it's like he's like, you don't use that enough. And I'm like, well, maybe I do need to use it a little bit more. I, I never would have would have known, you know, using All-American and just saying that and having that just as attached to your name, how powerful that is in this sport. Yeah, especially when it comes to recruiting and stuff like that. I mean, I don't do it. I, I really talk about me and track, but sometimes you got to throw a little sauce on there. Let them know, like, who you really are. Like, I really, this is something that I actually really know. And I'm not just standing around trying to coach it like you know yeah yeah I did that I did that one time I didn't mention it and mention anything about me I ain't say nothing and to another coach that was there coach Cheek at ECU again and he was like do you know what this coach has done and they were like no by the time he finished listing all the accomplishments their lip was on the floor okay <laughs> but I was like I just didn't want to boast about it because I didn't want to come off like that young arrogant I didn't want to come off like that young arrogant coach Mm-hmm. But I mean, sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes you got to let them know and, and throw that extra sauce on and let them know why they should roll with you mm-hmm. <laughs> and be be under your your direction. So I'm going to definitely, you know, keep using it every every chance I get now and use that as my my tool to keep bringing in bringing in recruits. OK, you got to get the recruits. So you got to sell yourself. Shoot. Talk your mess. Right. For sure. So we got we got to pop it for sure. Okay. Uh, but thank you, thank okay. you for joining me on this episode, Coach Bridget. I can't wait till the next ones. Just about yeah, like we about to get it rolling. Like I'm glad we started this because I've I've been wanting to get to this track thing for a minute and be on a platform where I can voice my opinion on on track. Oh, it's on now, especially you know good positive stuff revolving this sport. So it's gonna be definitely exciting for sure in the future. Um, as I mentioned earlier, if y'all aren't following the Upfront Podcast on Instagram, follow up to all together, all lowercase Upfront Podcast with a underscore at the end. So thank you all for listening. Thank you, Coach Bridget Owens, for joining me on this episode for the track and field world. We got more heat coming for y'all. So please stay tuned. Stay tuned. You got anything else you want to say? No, I'm just thank you for having me on here just to, you know, hear my opinion on what I think about things. I appreciate it. Keep this going and do invite me to the next one. <laughs> oh yeah, it's going down. Like we we locked in. Like we're this is this is the thing now. Like okay. it's a whole thing. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. All right. Well keep me posted on everything. No problem, y'all. Until <laughs> next time, catch y'all on the next episode. Peace out. Yes. <laughs>